Well, we are in a series called The Great I Am. The Great I Am. And uh, we've been walking through this since Easter, right? We launched Easter Sunday morning, and we talked about what it meant to understand Jesus Christ as the I Am. And uh, he used the same name for himself that was used by God revealed back in Exodus chapter 3 as he was talking to Moses. And he said, here's who you say I am. My name is I am. It means from eternity past to eternity future, I do not change. I am not dependent upon another being. I am alone, God Almighty. And and the name I am, Jesus then started appending those words and adding some more detail onto the back end so that we could understand more of him. In fact, there are seven I am statements in the Gospel of John. And so we're walking through the Gospel of John here, looking at each one of those. And so today we're going to be looking at, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So turn with me, if you will, to John 14, starting in verse 1. John 14, starting in verse 1. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, first point here, Jesus is preparing an eternal place for each who believes in him. Count on it. Jesus is preparing an eternal place For each who believes in him, count on it. Man, we better get very eternally minded. We better get very focused on forever and not so much on the day. And he's got some words for us here. So let's just dig in starting in verse 1 of chapter 14. He says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would would I have told you? that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. So he starts out, let not your hearts be troubled. Uh, This literally means don't let yourself be gripped with fear. Okay? He's like, you need to be careful. It'll get the better of you if you're not. Watch out. Don't let this happen. It's an allowance thing. It's a what are you going to think on? What are you going to contemplate? What are you going to ruminate on in your brain and in your heart? He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Now, we have to remember the context he was telling this to him in. He just got done in John 13 talking to him, and he's like, just so you know, there's been 12 of y'all, and one of you is going rogue. One of you is going to go very wrong on me, and I'm going to be betrayed. Can you imagine being there in that moment? You've gone years with Jesus. You're backing him. You're excited about the ministry. And and then he says, one of you is going sideways. And you're like, dude, are you going sideways? It's not me going sideways. Are you going, right? And they're trying to figure out who it is and what he means and what's going on. There is going to be betrayal from inside And uh, it's making them a little nervous, but it's more than that. Jesus has told them several times over here in uh, 12 and 13, I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere and you're not coming with. And uh, they thought of it in meaning a variety of different things. They really weren't clear what it meant at all. Some of them were like, why? Maybe we'll just follow him. We'll figure it out. And Jesus is talking about heaven bound, ascending up, going to the cross, dying, rising again, and then ascending into heaven and being seated at the right hand of the Father. And like, I'm going somewhere and you're not coming with, right? And so they've heard 
there's going to be a betrayal and Christ is leaving and, and it's starting to get him a little nerve-wracked. Jesus has some words for him. Let not your hearts be troubled. Now, it's one thing to say to somebody, just don't worry about it. Have you ever had somebody say that to you? You're like in the middle of getting all up in arms about something and you're like, I can't believe and can you imagine? And they're like, just don't worry about it. Like, oh, thanks for the help. I wondered why I was feeling all, you know, but it was just because I was, you know, so I'm just not gonna anymore. That was all I needed was a little tip, right? And uh, how often do we get those little tips that leave us in a spot where we know what we need to do, but we can't figure out why we won't go there and our heart is eating us up inside and let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus doesn't just leave them there. He takes the next step. Here's how you don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Believe in God, like keep on going with the belief in your God, yes, but grasp this, belief in me, who I am, understanding who Jesus Christ is and grasping that in your life is life changing. It does begin to shape the fears that are taking grip in your heart as you start putting perspective on things. And uh, everybody just say perspective. Perspective, it's Jesus Christ and I believe in you. You are God Almighty. I'm trusting you to know exactly what's needed. And, and you're right here with me. And man, as we walked through some of the details last week of Jesus Christ and what it means for him to be caring for us in those moments of heartache, And yes, he brings power and authority. And yes, he brings a a, a patience and a tenderness for what you're going through. He's like, believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? In my father's house. Now this word literally does mean house. And uh, like in the place where my father is residing, right? So he's alluding to in heaven where God the father is. Man, I'm telling you there is space for you. And so hear this now. There is room in eternity for you. And as God the father has a place, Jesus Christ, from the beginnings of time, knowing who's gonna trust in him and there is a preparing of a place. Do you trust in Jesus Christ as your savior? Do you trust him as your Lord and King? If the answer to that is yes, then hear me. There is a place being prepared for you. It says, what I have told you that I go to prepare. Jesus is like in the ongoing sense, there is some work that he is doing, getting something ready for you for all of eternity. Everybody just say for all eternity. We better get that, man, for all eternity. Sometimes a year seems like a long time, doesn't it? Right? And all the junior hires, you're like, amen to that. It's a hard year, man. And, and the, the older we get, the faster the year seems to go. But I'll just tell you this, man, he's not talking about one or 10 or 100 or 1,000 or a million. He is talking about eternity and a huge covering. And he's preparing a place for us, a place, man, that brings hope. I just wrote these words down. Heaven, it is real. Heaven, it is permanent. Heaven, 
absolutely perfect. Heaven prepared for you. And those are some words to grasp. And all too often we live with heaven as just sort of a distant think at best. But it's real, permanent, absolutely perfect and prepared for you. Real, permanent, absolutely perfect and prepared for you. In John 3.36, he says, where I am going, you cannot follow, but you will come later. He starts to give him a little tip on what he's talking about. And, uh, but you will come later. Man, our eternity is being prepared even now. And all of God's people said, and may we grasp this. Like we live in this physical world and it gets so easy to get all wound up in the little details of life. Eternity is being prepared for you with absolute perfection and joy and Christ at the center of it for you if you trust in Christ as your Savior. And a huge deal. He says, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. And take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And uh, he is the good shepherd. And uh, while he has left us, note this, he says he's leaving. What kind of shepherd leaves his sheep? Let that settle for a moment. What kind of shepherd leaves his sheep? Answer, the shepherd who's gotten another shepherd in the meantime. He's like, this is the Holy Spirit. And he is going to care for you. And he is going to work with you and the comforter will be with you. And then Jesus Christ will return, the good shepherd. And there will be an eternity with him. And man, God Almighty all over this thing, shepherding us. Are we living life separate from the shepherd? And that's a, that's a bad plan. Everybody just say, that's a bad plan. It's a bad plan, man. And yet, how often do we live life where we forget about the Holy Spirit, we forget about God Almighty, and we try to just figure it out ourselves? And uh, Lord, may we see you as shepherd. May we see your Holy Spirit as shepherd right now in our lives. And that you're coming again, praise be to God. And that you're not just coming to this broken place and hanging out here with us, but you're taking this flock home to eternal perfection, prepared for us. Not a tear of sorrow, not an ounce of pain, not a moment of sin, not even a sideways moment where you get a little bit of a wrong thought. None of that. Dude, we can't even imagine what heaven is like. We barely breathe a breath without something at least slightly sideways in us rolling. All gone. Praise be to God. And he is preparing a place for us to reside there with him. He then says, and you know the way to where I am going. Now, we know the story and we know who Jesus Christ is. And you know the way. And we're talking about Jesus Christ here. He's going to reveal a little bit more. And so we're going to look at the next two guys here coming up who actually aren't aware that they knew. And, uh, but he's talking about believing in Jesus Christ as Savior grasping who Jesus Christ is and saying, he is God Almighty. He's in charge of my life. He is Lord. And I'm not going to make it about me. I'm going to make it about him. Lord, may you be worshiped. Take over in this life of mine. 
And that Jesus Christ, God Almighty, believing in him, confessing him as Lord, the way to being able to be with him for all eternity. Simple question, do you know him as Savior? Do you believe in him as God Almighty, your King? Are you ready to let him be in charge in your life, confessing him as Lord? And that's saved. And he's got a promise for us about eternity. I just thought we'd do this. Let's do this illustration. Let's go ahead and bring on in. We got Steve bringing in a rope here for us. So a little bit of an illustrate here. How do we get perspective on eternity? And uh, thanks, man. So I've seen this. I almost tripped you on eternity. <laughs> All right. So this rope here, I've seen this. For those of you who have seen it before, Francis Chan, great illustration. Uh, just using that illustrate from him, super strong. Bottom line, this rope represents our life. Just so you know, this goes all the way out the door. We've got over 200 feet of rope here tied together, all right? And now this rope goes all the way out the door. This little purple part, this represents life on earth. This is our life here on earth. This is the number of years we live here physically, all right? Whatever that might be. And uh, God willing, that's somewhere in the longer side of it. But you get into the 80s, 90s, 100s, you're seeing the long side of it. And then we're talking about eternity. Not a hundred, not a thousand, not a million, not a billion, infinite beyond. Eternity is all of the white. And everything we live here on earth, isn't this crazy? We're living right here and we're like, oh, I can't wait for here. Right? Isn't that what we do? We're like, it's going to be unbelievable. And then in four years when I graduate, here, oh man, it's going to be awesome, right? And if I live my life correctly and I do it all right and I can just like right here have it all set up so I can retire and now, now from here to here, woo, am I going to enjoy? Isn't that how we live it? We're like all super focused on right in the purple. But life is about here, man. And if we live it for this, we're starting to get it. And if you live it for this, you're missing out. We've read last week in the passage that said, he who lays down his life actually gains, right? And be careful. The more you live in here to get here, the more you only have a little experience here. Our job is to live for eternity. Let's get this straight. The purple is life here. Eternity. Living with Christ in a place prepared for you. Eternity. I can't even imagine how far out this is relationally. What's it going to be like here and then it just keeps going and going and going. Man, there is eternal life. Count on it. And all of God's people said, may our focus not be just on the here and now and the moment of impact we can make. May our focus be, Lord, what decisions can I make here that will affect all of here for the rest of eternity? 
Simple question, do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God Almighty? I'm gonna ask Steve to take this out so we don't trip anybody else up. Do you believe that Jesus is God? Do you believe that he's preparing a place? Do you believe in heaven as a real, actual, eternal place? Scripture is very clear on it, man. It is time for us to start living and banking for then and there. And all of God's people said, Jesus Christ, man, he is preparing a place. Praise be to God. Simple question. You living in the purple or are you living in the white? Time for us to live for eternity. May God get all the glory, all right? Second, Jesus is the only way to eternal life. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. Seek to know God personally and eternally through Jesus Christ. He is the only way to eternal life. This white that we've been talking about here, how do I get it? Well, Christ is really clear in the next verses. So remember, he ends in verse four. He says, and you know the way to where I'm going. (laughs) I just love this moment. Thomas is like super honest, right? There's 12 guys at least here that he's talking to, maybe more. And he's like, you know the way to where I'm going. And Thomas is like, "Uh, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And uh, how can we know the way, right? He's like, you know where I'm going. And Thomas is like, all right, I got this. I got it, guys. No, no, we don't. No, we really don't. I don't know what you're talking about. And if I don't know where you're going, how can I possibly know the way, Jesus? And uh, again, as we've said multiple weeks here, when you have to correct Jesus, it's just one of those moments you need to not do it, right? You're missing something. And uh, they're missing out on the detail of it. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we possibly know the way? And uh, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Have you noticed that repeatedly in these I am statements, there's a question where they're like, how can we possibly understand? And then he's like, I am the resurrection and the life, right? Here, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like, you say you don't know the way? Bro, you're talking to the way. I am the way. Right here, you need to know me. And I I can't, what facial expression was Thomas making, right? Where he stands up pretty bold. No, no, we don't know the way. And uh, because we don't even know where you're going, right? Like I'm pretty sure at the end of it, it was like, mister, right? Kind of got the tone thing. And then he's like, I am the way. And then you're like, oh, okay. I know you. Sorry. Right? And you like have to back it back up. The assertion that we don't know the way is the assertion that we don't know Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, no one comes to the Father except through me. And uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the path. Please notice it has the word the. And it does not say, I am a way, a truth, I'm a life. There's a lot of ways to get to heaven, but you know, I'm one of them. And everybody say, it's not that. It's not that. He says, I am the way. Definite article, there is one. I am the way, the truth, 
the life. I am the path, the source of all that is right. I am the source of eternal existence with God. That's what he's saying. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the path. I am the source of all things correct. I am the source of eternal existence with God Almighty. There is no eternity with him without me. Believe. Grasp who I am as God Almighty. There is one way, one truth, and one life, and his name is Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, and we better grasp it. If you're here today and you're like, fighting that, not real comfortable with that, please hear me. Make now the time. Make here the place where you set the battle down. Christ made it super clear. Eternity can be had, and it is one way, through Jesus Christ. Believe in God, believe also in me. Hope in him. Man, put your hope with Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is one way. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Hello? Right? He's like pointing at himself. You do know him and you've seen him. To have seen Jesus is to see the Father, and we're going to see more of that said in just a little bit. Man, we better grasp there is clarity in what he is saying. Maybe easier for us to grab as we've heard this statement over and over for these guys. It was sort of a new thought they were wrestling with. And so now Philip steps up. Philip says, Lord, Show us the Father, and it is enough for us, right? Kind of like, all right, Thomas did the whole, I'm going to confront Jesus thing, and I'm going to like show where he's wrong. I'm just going to be like super encouraging guy. So I'm going to stand up like a cheerleader. I'm going to be like, love the Father, really excited about it. Just show us that. That's enough. We're great. We're not asking a ton from you. Just that'll be great, God, and we're so supportive, right? Philip, he's kind of like Mr. Encourager, and he doesn't get it. And uh, so he's trying to stand up and give that hope. And uh, he says, show us the Father. It's enough for us. Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Can you imagine that moment? Just show us the Father. I'm not sure what Jesus' face looked like doesn't say here, but with this words and this sound of tone, it probably went something like this. Dude, I am, do you not know me even now? There's a calling forward, a missing who he is as he's right in front of him. Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Do you grasp? I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. We're one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There is one God. Everybody say one God. There is one God. We see that from Scripture. There are three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Just say three persons. It's super confusing. Everybody say, I don't get it. That's okay, man. Your God is getting bigger. 
I'm telling you, if you're wrestling with the vastness of your God and you're like, that is almost inconceivable to me. Welcome to your God getting a little bigger. Allow him to get bigger. This is a super complex God with a threeness and a oneness. There is one God and we worship him with all we've got. And all of God's people said, believe in God. Believe also in Jesus Christ. Man, if that's two gods, we have a serious problem of idolatry going on. One God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, three persons, a call together to trust in him. He says, do you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? There is oneness with him. The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but my Father who dwells in me does his work. I love this statement. Jesus says this over and over through the gospel of John. Like, you need to hear me on this, guys. I don't work on my own behalf. I represent the Father in his will. My name is God the Son. And I am going underneath his will and I am executing accordingly. And we agree completely on where it needs to head. And I am the one going forward. And it is his will over it. How often do we struggle to try to be number one? Man, we live in the purple and our goal is to make ourselves number one. If I could just get the recognition that, if I could just get the promotion that, if I could just get the respect of, if they would just start to recognize, if my parents would just stop saying to me, I want out from under. I am my own man. Isn't that what we live like? No, no, we're not. In fact, we don't take another breath without the presence of Jesus Christ, Colossians 1. He sustains us even in that rebellion. He sustains us. Man, hear me, we are under and we serve an amazing, huge God. If your battle is trying to get your name in lights, it's time to stop going for the purple and time to start going for the white. It's time to make much of your king. It's time to say, I'm under, and you're in charge, God. Christ has given us an example over and over again of absolute perfection and stunning power, and yet he is under, and he is in alignment with the authority of the Father. He says, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. He's like, listen, I'm going to give you two things you can believe in. Believe the words that I'm saying right now. They make a lot of sense. Listen to what I'm saying. Reason through it. Believe me. What I've just said is super reasonable. If that can't get you there, then at least think back to the miracles you've seen done. Believe in the works. See the signs I've done that show the greatness of God working through me and start to believe that God the Father and God the Son are right before you working things out. Believe the words. Believe the works. Man, if you're wrestling with Jesus Christ, maybe you're even a believer today and you're like, I wrestle sometimes with this. I start to question and uh, hear me. Get back to his words Get back to the miracles and the works that he's done and check him out. John says in chapter 20, these things have I written that you might believe. There is example of statement and action that make it clear who Christ is. Trust in Jesus Christ. Believe the works. Believe the words. 
believe. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through him. And Jesus is God. Everybody just say, Jesus is God. He is, man. Worship him as such. Give him everything you have. Hear from him and allow him to lead. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the bridge and there is none other. And that's the way it goes down. You know, we as mankind, we understand what it means to go from one place to another. We understand what it means to try to traverse those things. We understand what bridges are. We even make bridges. We have answers. We have design. We love to design. I think part of that is God himself as creator kind of pouring that into us and allowing us to sort of have that experiential moment where just a little bit you get to kind of be like God in that as you have that creative, expressive moment, right? And a huge deal is we model his character, his image of loving to create. And, uh, but all too often we get really up in ourselves and we think our creations are it, and uh, we start designing what it is and what it's going to be. And we start even thinking of eternity and we start designing our own things and what they could be and how it goes. And man, do we go the wrong direction. And uh, this past week, um, actually on Friday, we went to the mayor's prayer breakfast in East Peoria. Uh, Steve Hutton and myself, one of our elders, went. And uh, there was a great illustration there. I thought we would just use the illustrator. Let's go ahead and throw this image up. Check this image out. So this is a bridge that was built in Honduras. And uh, this bridge was built um, over the water, but the hurricanes of Mitch, Hurricane Mitch came in in 1998, and it redirected everything. And all the rivers started to reshape and rechange, and it moved around the bridge. And this is what it looks like even today now. This is man designing a bridge to cross over the water. They had the solution. We're genius. This is one of the greatest bridges in Honduras. It works so well. And, and then a little bit of rain. Never mind. This is a stupid bridge. I know the word stupid isn't good, parents. I'm with you. So kids, if you don't use that word at home, sorry. Right? What is with this bridge? This doesn't work at all. And look at this thing, man. Is that perfect? It went completely outside of it. In fact, if you drive up to the bridge, they had to take the road away from the bridge because when you drive up to it, it would look like it was in place till you got to the very end and then you drove off into the water, right? And so they had to take the road away and reshape things. Bottom line is when the world builds something, it may look really good for a short season, but I'm telling you, it will not last. Watch yourself. There is one way, one truth, and one life, and his name is Jesus Christ. The world has a lot of replacement attempts, and I'm telling you over time, things will shift in culture or thinking, and it will no longer work at all like this. Lord, may we not trust in the bridges this world builds. May we see you as the one true bridge. And all of God's people said, that's what it's all about, man. Simple statement. This is what the world offers. It's always going to have a little bit of self in it, and it's always going to lift you up. Are you buying into the bridges of the world, trying to earn into your way to eternity, or are you grasping that it's Jesus Christ alone? And lean on your Savior. He is your King, 
Jesus Christ. Point number three, life with Christ is not just about then and there, it's also about here and now. Life with Christ, it's not just about then and there, it's also about here and now. And uh, it is about the white and all of the eternity going on. It, It is, and let's make sure we grasp that he is preparing a place for us. It is so much about that, but he's not like, and never mind on the purple, just forget about it. Later on, we'll have some things going. Right now, it's a mess, and forget about it, and everybody say, it's not that. It's not that. He's actually got some thoughts for here and now. So he starts out in verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you. And when we see the words truly, truly, we say, listen up, right? He says it twice over. This is a statement you need to hear. Truly, truly, listen up, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. And you better hear that. There's a huge statement. You believe in me, there is life change that's going to take place. Your heart will be resurrected. There will be salvation in it. But it says more than that. It doesn't say you'll just be saved. It says that the works that he did, you'll do greater. Man, there's a lot of books that are written on what this could mean and how does this go down and and some go to each little miracle and show it and say, then we should be able to do those miracles and more. And I'll just say this, consider this, in the three and a half years that Jesus walked the earth and shared who he was, three and a half years in, he tells his disciples, I am the way. And they're like, oh, I don't get it. They're like confused three and a half years in. Jesus is revealing who he is, but his main role was not convicting of who he was. His main role was making the sacrifice made at the cross and rising again. His main role, him for me. And so while there were few that were saved, man, just a handfuls of days later after the resurrection from the dead and Christ ascending, man, you have the disciples having this huge moment where Peter stands up and he says, this is who Jesus Christ is. Let me share his greatness. And he starts to walk through his message of the greatness of Christ and the missing it that the Jews had. And this is him. And 3,000 people come to trust Christ right there. There was three and a half years and you got dozens. Now in one moment, you get 3,000 The church begins to rally. It starts to spread as people everywhere are coming to trust Christ. What's going on? Well, the Holy Spirit is taking on his task of convicting the world of sin and righteousness and judgment and glorifying the Son. And massive work is now taking place as the Holy Spirit now works in you and through you that God might get all the glory. And all of God's people said... Yeah, may we always tack on the end there that God might get all the glory. Because see, a lot of people even start going after Holy Spirit expression in their life. And then they're like, do you see how awesome I am? And uh, be careful, man. Do not draw attention to yourself. And the works done through you are God Almighty doing the works. Point it back to him. Make much of his name. And uh, make sure he's celebrated. Jesus Christ, he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. 
It says greater works can be done as people by the thousands are saved, as lives are changed, as hearts are healed, as the word is understood, as veils are torn off, miracle work taking place, the spirit doing a ton that we cannot even begin to understand. And I love understanding that God is willing to blow our mind with what he's got in store. Man, if you think you've got Christianity understood and in a little box, you're missing it. Your God is way bigger than that. And he's got huge plans to stun us both here and for all of eternity. Look at what he says next. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. And uh, there are those who read this and they're like, oh, this is awesome. Whatever I ask. Is that what it says? It doesn't say, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. Everybody say, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that, right? So what does it mean to whatever you ask in his name? It doesn't mean just start dreaming, right? It's just like rubbing a little magic genie bottle. I would love to have a million dollars right now. Okay, this verse is untrue. Is that what it means? Well, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean to just go ask whimsically on your own lusts that you may consume at James 4. He said, those answers will be no. To ask in his name, what does that mean? It means that you agree with his will. So I just wrote these words down. So what does it mean to not ask in his name? This is the not. It means, first of all, for sure, it doesn't mean just ask whatever you want whimsically for yourself. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean be selfish, right? Here's what else it doesn't mean. Lord, I'm going to be very selfish. Here's the things I want. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I prayed in his name. Yeah, that's not what it means. It's not a little tagline at the end of your prayer. So you can be like self-absorbed and selfish all the way through, and then you're like, in Jesus' name, gotcha. Now you have to do it. Like, that's not how it works. Everybody say, that's not how it works. And some of you might be here today, and you're like, no wonder my prayer life isn't going well. All right, I've been asking for everything I want, and sometimes I even remember to say in your name, and it's just not going very well. And actually, in his name means literally in his will. You understand what he stands for, the name, the word name, like in Hebrew, the name of a person. It was what they were standing for. It was their character. It was all that they are. To pray in his name is to pray in his character, in his will, in everything that he stands for. You are with him And he's like so all over that with yes that he says, of course, yes. That's praying in his name and seeing God move as you start to grasp what God is doing and you long to see him work. And he's like, of course, I want to work there. And huge things start happening as you pray according to his will. In fact, it says here, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And uh, the strong statement of in accordance with the Father in accordance with the Son, in his name. Man, we have a life right here on earth. And hear me, this world is broken. And there is heartache that we go through here. And he walks through it with us, but he does more than that. He is working in this place. He is doing amazing work. And he's letting you be a part of that. And as the Holy Spirit presses in, making changes in you and through you, God doing a work here in the purple, 
And so it's not wrong to have a hard work ethic for here and now. Man, have that hard work ethic, but grasp this. Not so you can earn something, just so you can say thank you to your God for how great he is. It's a thank you offering. And as you trust in him and believe in him, as he works through you and does things you couldn't have imagined, all of the white of eternity in focus. May God get the glory. And all of God's people said, Jesus Christ, he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is preparing for us a place. Count on it. Lean on him and believe in him. And pray unbelievably dependent upon him, watching him work. Your God loves you. Let him work in your life as you take a step out of this church today and say, Lord, rock me with who you are. I am ready to meet you as the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray.